Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. With uh, Tom Suter, here's Pat Hardy from hogfanatic.com. All right, good morning, boys. Morning. How's everything? How's that show going for you today, uh, Steve? I, uh, Couldn't be better? Could it? Well, evidently not. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll, we'll elevate things for you. Call right out of the gate. Here we go. Yeah, well, inside the business. Oh, money. Money never money. bothers me. Bringing yeah. in money. Yeah. Hunter's, Hunter's actually taking the call. Yeah. Hunter it's knows just, how to work the equipment. So do fake people call that line? Like fake advertisers? Uh, no. No? We no. don't have any of that. Who disguise their voices and act like they're going to spend money, then they don't? <laughs> well. Not that we know of. They say they're going to spend money. And, <laughs> and, they, and then they don't? <laughs> It's hot out. It is beautiful, though. No, it's not beautiful. It's too humid to be beautiful. I went for a six-mile walk yesterday, and it was one of the worst decisions I've ever made in my life. And when I was about three, Scratch wasn't out. What the hell? Scratch is well, well, too hot. He's no idiot. I'm the only idiot that was out. I didn't see many people walking yesterday, but it was it was not fun. And when I got home, I got home. I didn't feel well. Did you hydrate up? I hydrated. I did the water. I always do water, then I'll, um, when I get through the water, I have a little Gatorade. Mm. Then even a little orange juice every once in a while. And then I did not do the game with Ray last night, and, but I am going to do the uh, doubleheader. Well, it was abbreviated. Why? What happened? Well, first uh, we had, well, first we had. That's two days in a row well, now. We didn't lose our power. No. Well, we've had trouble we, out at Liberty before. Well, uh, they had lightning strikes. Oh. And it, that delayed it for, they had a lightning strike. Uh, at seven, yeah, there were some then, nasty clouds. And yeah. then at seven thirty, they had another lightning. Well, storm. I warned Ray that there were, and he said rain, scattered rain, was in the area. I was just too tired, and I knew it didn't start till I, I think first pitch was like eight oh five, eight ten. Yeah, it would have just been too late. But no, I'm um, tomorrow. We got the city Kennedy softball doubleheader at City at five thirty. I'm looking forward to that. Why are really they losing teams. their power out there? Well, if there was a lightning, I strike. might have been a lightning strike. So when did Ray Possibly. leave? Ray left at, after uh, two innings. God, you know, so three I innings. I could have went out there for thing. three innings and gotten paid. You could have. Yeah. I blew that. But you would have had to wait through two lightning strikes. So when did he leave? Was it 9.30? 10? I think it was after 9. Okay, so it was still enough to where I would have been miserable. To where it, uh, oh, yeah. Okay, but would have been bitching up. Oh, I would have been complaining left and right and <laughs> bitching to Ray and just... You know, but a lot of that stuff, though, it's hard to complain about Mother Nature. What I complain yeah. about are... 40-minute gaps between doubleheaders, too many stoppages of play, walks, pitchers that take a long time in between pitches, those things. You can't really complain about nature, can you? Uh, you you can. can. You can, but it doesn't get you anywhere, nor does the other complain. No. Complaining in general generally doesn't it yield much fruit. But it, but it helps. It can. It, it, yeah. It's therapy. Wouldn't you say, Captain? 
Uh, I hardly ever complain. Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah, what am I thinking? <laughs> what am I thinking? But yeah, we're going to have Gary Growwinkle is going to be calling in sometime around 10 o'clock our time. He lives in Arizona now. He was a three-year letterman under... He was a tough SOB. Big guy. I mean, there's a, his, his daughter sent a photo of um, at the last Rose Bowl. I mean... You know, Gary was part of the, he was part of two Rose Bowl teams, 56, yep. 57, 58. He sure was. He lettered three years, so he was part of two Rose Bowl teams and coached at Iowa, but played with Evie. So, like I said, I just want to ha- hear him talk about Evie, and that, this will be fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Iowa boy, went to Wapolo High School. And he's a- and if anyone else has any Evie stories and wants to call in before before um, Gary's on, um, and Gary may call in a little earlier, too. It's just oh, that'd whenever, be great. It's whenever he wakes up. I was told by his family that his air conditioning in Mesa, Arizona was broke, so he was staying oh, he, and he was staying at his daughter's place, I believe. And I looked up the temperature there, and it was like 111, something yeah, like that. I know. I've got a friend that... Vegas uh, is 110. Has, has a station in Tucson, and he goes, oh, you got to come out it's here. It's dry. You know, it's dry. So I'll be in Vegas next week. And it'll so be like in the... It's About 110? Something like that. Yeah. I did... Somebody read off the... But you just stay in the dark, cold, For dingy. the most... But we do a lot of walking around, though. We do. But aren't you just cuddled in some dark, dingy Fre- casino? Frequently. I can just hear the sound of slot machines. Well, today, and de- it's only going to be 103 in Mesa. Oh, oh, that's not bad. Well, then Gary yeah. should... Um, then Gary he, should be fine. He should be okay. Yeah. And remember, it's a dry heat. Yeah. And, uh, you know... It's 85 there. It's 83 here, but with the humidity, it oh, feels like 88. It's miserable here. When I got out of the car to walk up, I'm like, God, man, no spring again. In fact, we got more humidity than Mesa, Arizona. Remember how cold yeah. it was in May? And yes. Yeah. yeah. All May was was 50s and 40s and rain. And now yeah. June is 90s and 80s in humidity. And the threat of rain. And the threat of rain. But we haven't had... We had a few drops yesterday. You watch. It's going to get dry Cedar now. Rapids had uh, had some. It uh, looked like it was rain. And Quad Cities got hit two nights yeah. ago. Yeah. But my backyard grass is already turning brown. Hello. Hello. To hey, me, Karen. heat's heat. No matter whether it's dry, wet, or in between. Yeah. It's, uh, is it true? <laughs> it is different. But, yes. Well, yeah. Hot is hot. True. It is different. But yeah. Anyway, um, since NIL passed in in Nebraska and Illinois, would we have trouble with recruiting? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Of course. So we need to get on the stick and get it passed here. Yes. But there's no not much momentum for it. There is, is there? not. No. And then I keep wondering, what's with KXIC? They must be just. Totally on timers, because when I listen to the Cubs game, when they go to the local, there's nothing but dead air. Yeah, they don't have any people working the station. So why don't they sell the station to somebody and run it? Well, because I like it that way, and maybe nobody wants maybe nobody wants to buy it either. Well, I, I think that. I think the station's best as it is. Yeah, they have no, they have no audience and no employees. Yeah. And, and and they put things on timer, and yeah. somebody doesn't realize that ball games go a little longer than what they put them on. They don't care. Yeah, it's, it's, no, they it's really they uh, they really don't care. I well, mean. You know, but in you all fairness, university station. In all fairness, I really don't like it like that because uh, it's, you know, I'm of the opinion if one sounds bad, we all sound bad. Well, uh, I was thinking, why don't they pull you in as a university station? You do a good job. We would love to be. We'd love to. 
We would. Well, I wish they would do it. Maybe we need to put a fire. Start a campaign. Start yeah. a campaign. Con. We would love to. We got a great signal. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and we're here, and we're not and you're on a timer. There and, you, and you do what you're supposed to do. You yeah. don't just let dead air. I mean, if somebody tuned in, they would think that someone's wrong off the radio. Yeah. Because there's nothing but <clears throat> 10 seconds or even longer of dead silence. But does Iowa care? Do, do they really <laughs> no. care? Um, I don't know. I'm well, evidently also, not. Do you think I should go to the Better Business Viewer about I, my lawnmower? The, well, I don't know that the Better Business Bureau ha- has any teeth. Why don't you just call the place where it is and ask them what's going on? I keep calling them. They say, oh, we're going to get on it. We're going to get on okay. it. Okay. Well, you got to be a little more forceful and say this. Maybe is I better walk in there. What's the name of the place? Well, it's AE Motors, um, um, Power Motors. It's in, it's in uh, North Liberty. Okay. Well, next time you call them, tell them you're going to rip them on the station. But oh, not on KXIC, on the other one where people listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, because by the time I get that lawnmower, it's going to be, it's, uh, summer's going to be passed. I won't need it. Yeah, that's, anyway, that's, that's getting to be way too long. Luckily, the grass hasn't been growing too much, but. No, I mowed mine know, yesterday. Everybody else is mowed around me, and I look like a frizz hog. No, really, whatever. call them up. You know, we can't. Rip them per no, se, no. but but call them up and tell them you know, tell them it's ridiculous how long it's taking. Yeah, it's well maybe I should go ridiculous. that. Down well, yeah, you should yeah, go should. there. That would help. Yeah, go down there, and I'll then go there after I do some other stuff. And don't have a mask on and just be coffee nonstop and see they'll and coffee. they'll want to get you out of there with your mower. <laughs> and, uh, okay, Sounds all right, good. okay, good luck. All right, we'll see you guys. Yep. Bye, bye, Karen. Bye. You know, seriously, I don't like. I don't like that stations no. are like that because it does. It makes makes us all look bad. It, it really makes does. it so when you guys say you're number one, I can make half-ass jokes at you. Like, yeah. who's, gee, who's number two? Which robot? Which yeah. uh, you know? No, I get you. There's no competition. Yeah, and it's just you're yeah. a monopoly. Well, now. there's plenty of competition still, but, but it's not. But like who a, though? But who? Well, all the FM stations are. Well, you got KHAK. You got uh, Z102. And okay, yeah, you I'm, know, and somewhat, uh, you know, for but the, for local morning Iowa City news, there's no, nothing for sure. There's, there's nothing. nothing. And this is a town of a hundred thousand people. Well, you the know? county is a hundred and fifty. Yeah, I mean, and there's nothing other than you guys, yep. which yeah. is kind of, I mean. Funny, sad, <laughs> telling, unbelievable. I mean, it is. It, it, well, okay, Suter, could you really, could you envision this like even ten years ago? Not at all. Uh. Uh-uh. I mean, seriously. No. And can you imagine those people that? And you know, I run into people now that uh, ten years ago, yeah, uh, and I could tell you off the air uh, some of their names and. Jan and I know them that, uh, you know, well, KXIC is the big thing. And every, and now all of a sudden we're great. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we were pretty good then. I do too. You know, and and now we're the only ones left. But my guess is I was thinking the same people will be listening no matter where the station is. We don't care where we are right now. And whether I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I, I my was, guess is that's their telling me. Iowa wants WHO and WMT, and they don't give a damn really other than other than those main stations mm-hmm. which i guess makes sense from a they're the to, biggest to stations point. Yeah. Point. yeah to a point hello i just want to say kcjj is number one you're right yeah. is this the breakfast menus 
what do you do? You know, what, at the station I used to work at, you know what we used to have? What? We we used to have carts. Remember carts? They used to put the sure. commercials on? Yes. That's what we used to have at, Kate, at, the, at the radio station I used to work at. Yeah. What'd you do with that radio station? They, uh, they let me go. I know, but what, uh, what, what, well, what, what was your job before they let you go? What was your role? I ran the, uh, the mixing board for, oh. like, yep, for the, I used to play commercials in between the, the, the Chicago Cubs game. Yep. Okay. Why'd they let you go? I don't know. I kept calling, I kept calling him and calling him and he goes, we don't need you no more. I'm like, <laughs> okay, thank you for letting me know. Didn't give you a reason though? It had nothing nope. had nothing to do with like they thought you broke into a camera store. Well, I don't think that's part of it. <laughs> and then then I used to run the commercial for the uh for the Don and Mike show back in the day. Yeah. What's going yeah. on with this camera store? Why'd you break into a camera store? I didn't break into the camera store. They thought I broke oh, into Oh, they thought it, you did. So you were falsely accused and fired. Yeah. You should sue. Yeah, I was I was I was actually at the wrong place, the wrong time. Uh, you were at the camera store when it was being broken into. And then they, and you were guilty by association, and they wrongfully released you. Yeah, they, they, you know who, you know who bailed me out of jail? Who? My boss did. Chip? Nope, uh, my boss, my, my boss Dan from Mazio, that's where it happened at, yeah. the, uh, the, next door. Gotcha. Uh, okay, but not- somebody broke into the camera store, and you were there. Nope, I wasn't there. I was, I was taking out the trash. Ah, why are you taking out the camera store's trash? I was taking out the I was taking out the Mazio's trash. Oh, okay. Is that camera store still there? Nope, it's a, it's an ice cream place now. Oh yeah, I've eaten at the why, why did ice they, cream place. Was why great. did they think you were there? Were you, did you have some cameras on you? I didn't have no, I didn't have no cameras on me. No. Do you have any money from the register on you? I didn't, I, didn't I, mean, have no they, money on, I didn't have the money on me, no. I mean, they charged you, didn't they? You were in jail. Well, I was in jail, but yeah, <laughs> I was in jail. My boss, my boss bailed me out of jail. Why, we, why were you going to do that? Why were you in jail? Yeah, what did they say they put you in jail for? They said, we know you you robbed the, the, the camera place. So why did like, they no, think that? Why yeah. did they think that? I don't know. I like... I like seven police cars arrest me. Wow. <laughs> wow. Did you put up a fight? They, they, yeah, they, did you fight? Did you fight them back? <laughs> I didn't fight them back, no. They made me stand by the building, and all of a sudden they, they took a picture of me. Okay, so we're still there's still a big gap in this story, and I want to try to fill it right here. Why did they feel that you were deserving to be arrested? What, yeah. what was the evidence that they used they to say, hey, this evidence. guy... He's not just taking the trash out from Mazio's. He's robbing the camera store. What fill that gap? Well, I I, I, I told I told the cops I said I want a, a lawyer. Okay. Okay, but that's no. after they arrested you. Why yeah. did they arrest you? What did they see that made them think you know this guy's robbing that damn camera store? You, and we got to stop it. Were you with someone else that maybe robbed the camera store? Did the trash can rob this camera store? <laughs> Were you with someone that robbed the camera store, and you were just with someone? Well, I, I wasn't with nobody when I was up in the trash. 
Okay, but were you with someone when the camera store was robbed? Nope. He was working. Okay. But why did they arrest him? Then why did they arrest you? This gap continues to be not Why, why did they think you did it? Yes. And I don't know how we can ask it any more clear. What was their evidence and reasons for putting the handcuffs on you and saying, we're arresting you for robbing that camera and store? And then putting you in jail. While you're saying all you were doing was taking the trash out at the next door pizza place. There's... This has got Dateline written all over it, doesn't it, Captain? It really does. A two-hour version. <laughs> yeah. it, was ter- it was terrible. It sounds terrible. I'll bet. It sounds yeah. like a miscarry of justice. So yeah. why did they arrest you? They said, the, 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 the cops arrested me, and they were like, you, yeah, they, they, they told me you're the one that broke it out. Why? Why, be- why did why they, did think, they that think that if you had a trash can in your hand and you had a Mazio, I figure you had your Mazio clothes on and you were a pizza you were all pizza right then. You weren't robbing a store, were you? You can admit if you... Do you know who robbed the store? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who robbed the store. Okay. Was it one of your friends? It wasn't one of my friends, no. So eventually they let you out because they couldn't prove it? Yeah, they couldn't prove it. They, I, went, I, went down, I went down to the judge. They made me watch a video. With me and my me and my dad, and there wasn't no video of me on it. All right. They dropped they dropped the they dropped the charges. There okay. you go, yeah. innocent. Yeah. So, so I'll tell you what, the next is innocent. The next time you take the trash out at Mazio's, you better watch yourself. Yeah. You know, I mean, who knows what you're going to get linked to? That's just weird. So when you were in jail, did uh, any uh, any other uh, people in jail uh, you know try to hit on you or anything? Nothing like that. No, nothing, nothing went, nothing went up there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and I just scheduled my colonoscopy. All right, are we doing menus or where's this going? Well, today for the today for the Iowa City Schools, they'll be having steamed Steam. green beans. Ooh, Those green beans are really off. pissed they'll, off. They'll go right through you. With frozen fresh strawberries. And carnival and homemade carnival cookie. And that's the lunch menus on Fox Fanatic on the Mighty 1630. KCJJ. Uh, thanks, Justin. That's all we're getting. Yep. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Why aren't we getting any more? I thought he did Burlington and. They're not close. They're done. Oh, that's right. Um, well, why is Iowa City still going? I think they go till like. I don't well, know. The, Davenport I goes don't know. until the 17th. We demand more from our students. I guess I don't know when Iowa City ends. I thought they ended this week, but I think we we never did get the answer we needed from that. He's leaving something out. Is he doing that intentionally or? Yes. <laughs> what part is he leaving out? Do you think? Uh, can can we speculate? I will check Iowa courts. I mean, I'm not saying the cops are always right, but I mean they're not. But um, but but that seems like a big reach. Hey, this guy taking the trash out. Let's get him. I think. Hello. Maybe this is the chief of Burlington Police. Sorry, I can't follow that one up very good but, uh, <laughs> at all. Okay, well, I'm give it a try. Con, but, um, what's your guys' take on KCRG obviously being owned by a big corporation, but letting one sportscaster go? Is it money or is it is it who do they let? Like Josh Christian. Josh Christian. No, it's money. Josh Christensen. I mean, it's yeah, it's always money. It's very unfortunate. Almost it's what money. I mean. I had the same thing happen to me basically in 2014. Now, I was looking to kind of 
do something different at that time, but they definitely yeah, expedited it. He was there forever. Uh, Josh was there for eight and a half years. I was at the Press Citizen for 20. And it's but, just they well, do they have, will they replace probably them? not no uh-huh. and if they do they'll do it with part timers okay. or interns it's no it's absorbing salary I would be almost certain that's what okay. I mean that's what happened with the, I mean look at the press citizen now I mean look at what compare that to where it was even ten years ago mm-hmm. and that's just what's happening okay all right all right that's all I need thanks yep. all right thanks it's sad yeah I saw Josh tweeted that the other day he's a good guy hard very hard worker loves what he does but it's just a cutthroat business and it's just it's sad. It really is. It's yeah, tough. It's, I feel yeah. for him. Yeah. But this is just, I mean, it's the world we live in now. Media is going to continue to, I mean, you're seeing more hedge funds buying newspapers, and that's not good. I mean. And didn't they just change the laws where now uh, TV stations uh, can own newspapers and radio stations, yes. and radio stations can own yes. vice versa. And you guys should, newspapers you guys should buy own. the press citizen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You should buy the press and just start sure. right. Every suitor says on the left hand column every morning a big, passionate column about Iowa City and Hawkeye sports. Suitor says, and then, yeah. take, then uh, take back everything they said about me. That, and then, yes, profit. that you can have an we editorial a, board that picks yeah. you to win every election. Then yeah. Molly could have a column, Bitter Molly, and she could vent. <laughs> I like that. Hello. Here at Justin's story reminded me of Alice's restaurant. They both contain an extreme miscarriage of justice. <laughs> okay. Did Cousin like Arlo, you can get anything you yeah. want yeah. at Alice's restaurant. There is something in the story. There is a middle that's missing. Big time. To the story. Yeah. Like yeah, when like you parts have, two and three. Yeah, like when you have the merchandise. Yes. <laughs> So you think there's a chance that the trash that he was dumping out was a bunch of cameras that he was trying to hide? I don't know. I'll have to. But have he seemed to, to be avoiding the question. I know yeah. sometimes I know. we claim things go kind of above his head, but I think he was purposely avoiding some facts of this thing. And why did he call it right out of the gate? What's going on there? Usually he calls at the very end of our show. I, who knows? I don't know. He's your guys who knows what drives the man? <laughs> He's your I creation. I'm just. He's not our creation. Yeah, he is. Without no, you I'm guys, not taking credit for Without that. you guys, he's nothing. <laughs> without you guys, he's washing dishes at Mazio's, and nobody knows him up here. And you guys have opened up a whole new avenue for him. We have, and he's on Lexington nationally. And he's just—he's yeah, huge. He's national. He's huge. He's national. And I still think you're missing the boat. I still think you need to get him and Lang together, and that Hey Lang with Justin. He's on with Hey Lang sometimes. I think yeah. he needs to be a regular. He does the Southern Justin song of the week. In fact, Cap- did it yesterday. Captain can pay him like 100 bucks an episode. No. He'll get all that advertising for you guys. Think about it. No. All right. It was just a thought, just a thought. But All right, where were we? Before? Well, we were actually talking Rose Bowl, Gary Growwinkle, before yeah, that call. we were but, before Southern Justin. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I've told Gary he can call in and – I gave him the 16:30 number, so like I, I'm expecting hopefully a little before 10. Because, um, but yeah, the picture they showed Gary's still a big guy. I yeah, mean, he was. Yes. Um, I mean, but he was a good player, and to, and I don't want to be grim, but there's not many people around from the 56 and, and that's, Wasn't he 84? Well, he's got to be close. Yeah. I mean, I mean, pretty much in the players who, whenever he got here in 52, that's 48. That's 69 years ago. Those players. What's 69 plus 22? How, that's what, 90? Uh, that's 89, I think. Well, 69 plus 22 is 90. So his, most of his players are in their 80s and 90s. Yeah. Or they're not with us anymore. That's And so, yeah, yeah I have Gary true. calling. I'm really looking forward to it. That's what I wrote about the other day. We're, 
I mean, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna honor the 1921 team this year, I would assume at uh, at Kinnick the hundred year. But you know that obviously they're all like Tyler, Tyler's Tyler will probably his family will probably be there on behalf of Aubrey Devine because obviously Aubrey's been dead for Aubrey 50 years. Aubrey would have had to have been a, would be about 120 now. Well, they yeah, I mean think about it. So but the, <laughs> but the 56 and 58 is different. There's still yeah. some people alive. Yes, there are. So I think I'm hoping the university will do something this. This fall, and I'm hearing more. I've had two or three people tell me they heard us talking the other day that they've been told that there's going to be beer sales yeah. at Kinnick. And I had someone say, you know, it just seems a little weird to be doing it from a health stand. You know, they're going to tell people to still wear masks. But, but I, I think when you're, unless you're going to be share, playing quarters in the stands, I don't, if you wash your hands and keep to yourself, I mean, yeah, it's. I don't. I'm not that worried about the spread of COVID. No, you know, I'm. But, I'm vac- well, well some, you're vaxxed up. I mean, well, some people. What about the people that aren't vaxxed up? What about all the the t- young people that will be in there drinking that won't be? Well, vaxxed? then they're uh, they're vulnerable. They're just surprised from that the university is going to go that extreme. It's just if they're not vaxxed up, then and there's going to be a lot of people in that stadium that aren't vaxxed well, up, then, other than kids that yeah. are under their parents' ignorance. Uh, well, if if you're not vaxxed up as an adult, then well, I was at. The, I'm not going to say the place, but I was had somebody making my sh- making my um, sandwich the other day. I'm not going to say the business, but a customer was in there, and she noticed that all their workers were wearing masks. I had a mask on. I was, she was. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I can go get my mask. And the workers like, oh no, you, this is just a policy. Sounds like this particular place is going to wear masks till at least June, yeah. or no, until at least January is what they told me. But then the lady making my sandwich, she had gloves on. She's like, well, I'm not vaxxed. She goes, I'm completely healthy. I I don't need a vaccination. I'm not. She goes, but I'm wearing this out of respect for you, the customers. And but she right there said, I'm not vaxxed. I'm not going to get. And she's That's probably in her 30s. Stupid. And she just said, I'm not going to get vaxxed. I'm healthy. I don't need well, it. Well, then I wouldn't go back. Yeah, all these people. There are 600,000 people that are dead, and they were at one point healthy. Until they got it. Well, no, not all. There was a lot of people that died that were compromised physically. Well, I sure. Mean, yeah. Yes, but, but I mean. If, but I, your point is But still, your point is still taken. I yes, get yes. you. But not everybody. The, what I'm saying is the critics would come back and say, no, a lot of those people were old and obese and they died because of COVID. But it, 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 I, I see both sides of it. No, you're technically you're right, though. I mean, just get the shot, especially if you're working at a place where you're making sandwiches for people. Well, if I, I mean, you were can, to find that out, if I knew the person was serving me was not vaxxed i would not go back to and she was very place. polite but she said it with pride i mean she's just yeah. like I'm, well, a, I'm i would a, say i'm gone i'm healthy yeah. and you know i haven't been back there since i go there lots of times out of convenience because it's so close to my but but what, i mean if you if you look at try to find out of 10 how many people do you think out of 10 people don't have some pre-existing something Oh no! Like I like I have little bit of, I have I take five milligrams a day for high blood pressure. Mine's not really high. Okay, but that's not the same as a ninety-one-year-old person who no. gets. No. That's uh, all I'm saying. Not. There's a lot of people that were very vulnerable. No, but that the died average of age of people that died is uh, sixty-one years old, and I don't think that you know. Of course, I'm seventy-two, so I wouldn't. But I don't think that's uh, old. And it's oh, I don't either. And it's certainly. Uh, younger than our life, but a lot of those people were also overweight. That's that, I've that's read true. it. A lot were overweight. That is very true. I mean, it really the overweight was a big has been a big issue with this, and that's something we've learned as it progressed. Obesity has it just seems 
to really make you vulnerable. Well, common sense tells you being overweight makes you vulnerable against almost anything. Yes. Anything. Yep. So, but but yeah, when I was a little I was a little surprised that she said it so loud in front of there was two elderly people in there that had masks on and whatever. I don't care what you do. I was at my doctor's office. I had to wear a mask yesterday at the doctor's. Well, you can tell me off the air the name of the place okay. just so I because I will not I don't go think there. you go there anyway, I but I, I mean I could not I mean when I went to the doctor's office yesterday, I had to call. They're like it's okay to come in and I came in, but they still have, there was an elderly couple in the corner, couldn't sit any, they still have like seats that you can't sit in because of social, di- I mean, everybody there had a mask, every, every worker mm-hmm. there had a mask on. The doctor who I spoke with for about 20 minutes had a mask on the entire time and basically told me until I get this colonoscopy and everything with, um, that it's smarter, just, he goes, if you feel, especially if you're like around groups of kids, there's, it's smarter to to wear a mask right mm-hmm. now because the stuff with the kids is still up is. an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Hello. 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 Yeah, this is Gary Growwinkle. Gary, how are hey. you? Gary, this is Pat Hardy. How are you doing today? Very well. We appreciate you calling in. Man, you got up pretty early out there in Arizona. Well, it's uh, going to be kind of hot today <laughs> or hot the next day, but... It's not, I, I, don't, I don't go outside, so as long as the air conditioning is working, I'm fine. So is your air, I was told your air at your place was not working. Is it, did you fix it? No, it wasn't working. i got to put a new one in tomorrow. <laughs> okay, but you're in air conditioning right now. Are you at your daughter's place? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, well, good. I, I was last, uh, you know, last evening. I, mine's not working, so I'm going to get it fixed. So okay. I went over there. It's a little cooler. I don't blame you. <laughs> well, so Gary. good. Welcome this morning. Uh, this is Tom Suter, and uh, for those long, uh, long-time Hawkeye fans, they of course remember you fondly. Uh, for the short timers listening, uh, Gary was a, a great offensive lineman for the University of Iowa. Played for Forrest Avashevsky. Played on both uh, of the Rose Bowl teams, uh, including obviously the 1959 Rose Bowl team that finished uh, 8-1-1 one, one, was Big Ten champs and named the number one team by the Football Writers Association of America. And the hard thing for me to believe, Gary, is uh, the last time Iowa won a Rose Bowl, you were on the field. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, we, I, uh, I was, uh, there were 14 of us on the team that had a chance to play in both Rose Bowls. Wow. Uh, so that worked out. Uh, it worked out great. I had a, a lot of fun at Iowa. I, I, I enjoyed the the teams. I'm, uh, I, I had some, you know, you create some great friendships along the way. Sure. And uh, actually, some of us are getting a little older. <laughs> so <laughs> there's not as many around as there used to be. So. You have to kind of enjoy life as it goes. So, who uh, from your teams do, do you still t- stay in touch with? Well, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I went with uh, I went down to see Steve Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Prescott is out here, okay. kicker, um, who uh, is, was a you know our tight end, one of our ends, mm-hmm. and our kicker, and. Uh, I stay in touch with uh, Jeff Langston, mm-hmm. who's an Iowa City guy. He's out east, and uh, uh, I, I well, well, Gary. Who, a couple who, years uh, ago, you uh, ha- Peterson is another fellow oh. that that 
played uh, as a freshman. He was a, he's a dentist now down at uh, Tubac. Okay. And uh, Bob Brandenburg was a was one of the uh, trainers. He was here. So the other day, uh, Bob uh, I, I, he picked me up and we went down to Tubac and and. Uh, Steve Turner was there, and we had a nice lunch, wow, and we great. came back. We try to stay in, we try to stay in touch a little bit. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, Bob Jeter uh, passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, Willie, I think Willie Fleming is living out in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I stay in touch with those fellows by uh, uh, talking to Gene Mosley, who was uh, one of our tailbacks. Okay. Uh, uh, the, the year after I left, but he was on the Rose Bowl team too. So, so we had uh, try to try to have a little fun now and then, get together and reminisce a little bit because those are some some uh, years that we really uh, enjoyed and uh, and, and remember. Uh, Evie and his staff. I just talked, had a long talk with Jerry Hilgenberg. Uh, last time I was in Iowa City for a wedding, him and his wife Joanne, and uh, what a time that was! And uh, I just finished talking with Andy Pirro, mm-hmm. whose dad uh, mm-hmm. Whitey uh, was uh, our our in coach, and uh, uh, so there, there's there's people you run into and uh, that remember what the heck uh, what we did. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. I think people will remember it. Well, I got to ask you, Gary. You played for Evie for three years. I mean, I've always had a fascination with Forrest Evesheski. My mom loved him. I remember her talk. What was it like? What was he like to play for? I mean, we, I've, and Tom, we've heard stories about how intimidating he was. But can you just describe what daily, what it was like being one of Evie's players? Well, Evie uh, had. I, I think Evie had a, 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 a kind of. A dual personality. Sometimes he was uh, he uh, football-wise, he was very direct, very uh, at least in my my uh, playing days. You really respected him because you knew that if you kept doing what he said, you'd win. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I was a really good friend of Evie's. I. I hunted with Evie, uh, went up to his cottage a couple times. Uh, just uh, since I was, uh, my wife was teaching at West West Branch. Uh, we lived there, and I got to know all the farmers. So I'd call them up, and I'd say, okay, yeah, we're coming out. We're going to go hunting uh, for pheasants. And Evie had two wonderful Brittany dogs that uh, hunted, he loved to hunt, and we hunted uh, many, many days uh, and, and, and had a great time. But f- football-wise, he, he, he was smart. I tell you what, uh, when he said something, you meant it, and uh, you, you paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it that made him so, I mean, was it the fact that he was a big guy and he was tough? I mean, he taught arm-to-arm. Plus, he wasn't much older than you players. I mean, he really was. Was there a fair factor with Evie, too? Well, I think some people had it. Some people had it. But on, on uh, he, uh, I'll give you an example of what he did. Uh, every, 
on on Sunday. I'm from Wapalo, and uh-huh. I have the conservation, uh, you know, the big uh, duck area there in Wapalo. And I'd take uh, a couple carloads of guys, and we'd go to Wapalo every Sunday morning early. And uh, sometimes it's a little hard on them because uh, they're out 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 all night, and they get up. And we'd take off about 4.30, we'd go to Wapalo, and we'd uh, duck hunt. Uh, Eight or nine of us, and all the all of the the big duck uh, uh, fellows that uh, took people out to to hunt. They all eight or nine of them had their big uh, duck boats and so forth, and and we we'd go out and hunt, and then we'd come back and and get ready uh, for practice at one thirty. Well, <laughs> I, I went to Abby and I. I went to Abby and told him, I said, this is what we're doing. He said, that's great. And he knew that, he kind of knew that that uh, was a a great thing for the team to kind of get together. And and, uh, it worked out out wonderful. We had a a great time, Bill Scott and uh, Bill Lapham and uh, uh, all the Randy, Randy. Uh, no, Sarah. All those guys went down there hunting, <laughs> and they had. We had some wonderful stories going on about that. But uh, I, what I wanted to point out is, Heavy knew that was good to get the guys together and really have a team, and it was and it was fun. We had a lot of fun. Hell, we got a lot of ducks, and uh, it was a, a great experience. I, I, I might just add one thing I thought was wonderful. I said I, the last game we were playing Ohio State, and so we we I, I, the guys come to me and they say, "Yeah, we well the hunters," and they they came to me and said, "Well, we'd like to go to that game. Is there any chance we get in?" So I went to Evie and I said, "Evie, I said we've been hunting down there for five or six weeks, and and and, and the guys would like to go to the game." And Evie said, "Ah, don't worry about it. I said, have them show up outside the door." There at the top of the stadium, where we dressed, and so game time came, and they, they came to me and they said, "Yeah, your guys are out here." So I, I said, "I went to Evie and Evie says, "Yeah, take him downstairs." He gra- he grabbed a couple of the managers and he says, "Take some benches out and put them right behind the bench." Wow, the team bench, and I, I and and I, I'll never forget that because <laughs> the good the, I walked out there and there was about thirty guys. Thirty people, all the kids, their kids would come, and uh, and so they walked down there, and 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 they walked right straight across the field. They didn't, they didn't go down around. They walked right across the field, and hell, everyone in the stands was saying, "Who in the hell are those <laughs> those guys?" Because they all had their duck hats and their duck boots, and uh, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, here they came across the field, and they sat right behind the bench with the wow. players. Oh, that's great. And uh, obviously we lost that game, which was a terrible loss, but uh, uh, they had fun anyway. But that's just kind of a side story of what No, that's neat. That's what, so what Heavy would do. It, I mean, he was and, a And uh, people, I don't think everyone got the chance to see that. Uh, uh, Hilgenberg, uh, I talked to Jerry when I was in Iowa City, and he, uh, he 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 kind of went over went over those things some of the things that Heavy did too and I and uh, he was uh, he was.
exceptional. Tom, tell Gary your theory about had, if Evie had not retired when he did it 42. Oh, yeah. I, I've always felt, Gary, that uh, there was a very good opportunity that the success that Nebraska had could have been Iowa's if Evie had stayed as the head coach. Do you think that's possible? Uh, I think it would have had He'd have, he'd have surpassed Woody Hayes and all of them winning, his winning percentage. I think it was, I don't remember for sure, but I'm sure it was in the 60% house, and they did a, you know, in, in those days. And uh, I, I, I think he had a dynasty if he wanted yeah. to, to stay and do it. So were you he surprised? Had a great staff. Yeah. Were you surprised? Recruiting good players, and, uh, and he, he could have done it. Gary, were you surprised when he retired at 42? Did you see it coming? I mean, you were two years. I didn't see it coming at all. I thought I was I was, well I was hoping that he would uh, go you know go on and and keep coaching because mm-hmm. he was such a you know a great coach but uh, I know the pros were after him and and uh, he, he uh, the athletic director I don't know how that went but he finally got he was the athletic director and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, my good friend Bob Flora was his assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, that's a, you know I don't I don't know what else he could he he, he I think he I think really I went to his funeral uh, in um, in Michigan and uh, he uh, I think he had indicated to Ruth so I'm talking to her that he might have might have retired a little too early. Yeah. I was wondering if he For ever sure. thought that. Yeah. Looking back at it, because, yeah. Um, yeah, I he was two years younger when he retired than Kirk Ferentz was when he took over at Iowa. Ferentz was forty four, but that also doesn't yeah. it, doesn't that add to his mystique a little bit too in a way though the fact that he did leave at he such a, actually left uh, on and, basically on top on yes. top he just yep. left and said that's it I'm done and never went back into coaching. I mean, no, he, he was on top and he went out and uh, I. I, I uh, you know, it just it was amazing. I kind of, I think it shocked everyone. I know he tried to get back into it later and uh, uh, so forth with. Uh, uh, oh, god damn! I can't think of the think of the coach's name now. But was it college or pros? He took over after. Uh, oh, uh, well, whatever it was, he he got in a fight, and I left and went to Northwestern with Alex Agassi. Okay. And the program at Iowa went right down the drain. Like, are you thinking about Ray Nagel? Like Ray Nagel? What? Ray Nagel? Are you thinking Ray Nagel? Oh, Ray, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ray. Yeah, Tom. I went for Ray. Yeah. And uh, didn't get along with Ray very well, and so I had a, uh, it was, Ray was kind of jealous of Evie and, and uh, he didn't, his staff and his they just didn't they didn't get along well at all. So which probably made it tough. Yeah. Yeah, and and I had to make a choice whether I could, uh, you know, who, who am I going to back? I'm going to back Evie or going to back Ray? I didn't want to. I didn't want to get into that argument. It's a tough situation yep. to be in. So uh, uh, who 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 uh, who I was going to be loyal to. And uh, what happened was I, I said, well, it's, it's not good for me. And I, I, uh, Ray eventually said, well, maybe you better go someplace else. 
So uh, Evie got on the phone, called Alex, and two days later I was working for Northwestern. Hmm. Interesting. It sure didn't take long. <laughs> you know, um, Gary, one thing with Evie is, I mean, Iowa, when you were there, you, you had a lot of black players on the team, and there weren't a lot of black players nationally. What was it? I mean, obviously Evie was a leader in civil rights and what have you. And just talk about that. I mean, you blocked for Willie Fleming, and um, you had the Steubenville Trio. I mean, every, I mean, he really did provide a lot of opportunities for African Americans when a lot of coaches didn't. Oh, I, I, uh, I definitely, definitely. He, uh, I don't think he saw any color. I think he just, you know, he he, he was fortunate to get some some wonderful. Uh, black uh, athletes mm-hmm. and, uh, and and just individuals. I played my first year. I played besides Alex Karras. Uh He was a left tackle and I was a left guard. And uh, and then uh, when he graduated, why Evie uh, uh, John Burroughs was mm-hmm. on the on the squad uh, earlier, and he kind of got disappointed with Evie or whatever. And uh, Evie called him up and he says, "Why don't you come back?" So John Burroughs came back, so he could play another year, and, and, and what an outstanding uh, individual he was, you know, being in the uh, being in the government and an ambassador, and and uh, he he was tremendous. I played with I played beside him too, you know, the the last year. Mm-hmm. So, well, it was uh, Bob Bob Bobby Jeter and Fleming. And uh, I still talk to those guys. I don't. I still talk to them. Uh, uh, Gene Mosley uh, keeps me in touch, and I just talked to him recently. And uh, one of our other top little played played for us was a was a great uh, individual and had a great career was Don Tucker, and he just died recently. Uh, he wrote, he was in the FBI and, uh, the Chicago, uh, FBI and all that stuff, protecting the president and that, that, that career. And, and then he wrote two or three books that were outstanding. And I used to hold an, uh, an Iowa party here every year. Uh, I, I didn't last year because of the virus, mm-hmm. but every year I've always held a big Iowa party and we've had you know, 50, 40 to 50 people and wives and so forth, and we get together. And, That's cool. Uh, Zobel used to be <laughs> one, of the, one of our main main attractions. I'm sure he was. and Because uh, he was out here, and uh, he passed away. So uh, we still had uh, the dinner, uh, you know, our get-together after that. I'm thinking about maybe doing another one this year. <laughs> oh, that'd be great! That'd be great. I'm not in great shape, but it might it might be fun getting some of the guys together. Oh, I think that not would as be many great. of them, but uh, uh, there's a lot of big Iowa boosters that that came to our party, uh, and uh, we we had a lot of fun. Well, Gary, thinking back. Um we mentioned there. You mentioned that Evie had had a lot of great black ball players and was very uh, didn't see color per se. Um, and I know your your coaching uh, stand at Iowa maybe wasn't quite what you had hoped because with Ray Nagel you had the the black boycott. What can you recall about that? Well, it was new to me. Uh, I'll say that. 
uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I really, uh, growing up in, in, in Wapalo, Iowa, you know, we didn't have any, uh, any black uh, f- uh, players or anyone there that do it, but when, but I went to when I went to college. I was, some of the uh, the black athletes were my best friends, mm-hmm. and uh, I just never I just never paid any attention to it until they you know they just they were they were right they weren't getting the same maybe the same uh, you know uh, fixings as, as as some of the white players. Uh, so I don't really know the back behind that, but it really did surprise me because they were they were good kids and they played hard, and uh, I hated to see that because yeah. it, it, it caused a lot of disruption with the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, so. sure did. And uh, well, and that that was maybe the beginning of a, a long swoon in, in Iowa football for until Hayden Fry took over. And, yeah, it, it never uh, it didn't get better for almost 20 years. Well, I want to ask you, Gary. That's right. It took a long time, and it was uh, – and, and uh, they just – they didn't – they just didn't hire anyone that would uh, – was capable enough to do it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ray, Ray Nagel was a uh, – you know, a wonderful person individually and his wife, uh, but uh, he was not the he was not even in the ballpark with as far as knowing about football. So what? Uh, so what was so, it about? What was it about Evie from a football? Why was he so good? You said you guys had so much faith in him. Just was it just he understood the game? He knew how to motivate. Why was he able to win so much? He was really uh, he knew how to motivate. He was a great motivator. He, and his way, he could do. He could do it. I mean, he. Most people maybe wouldn't maybe make it because you might turn off a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way he did it, boy. The I mean, the, as far as my background, what he said, we did. And uh, and the coaches, they knew that was <laughs> that was it too. So they they worked like hell to make it happen. What was and it? they did, and we had the players to do it. What was it like to block for Willie Fleming? I know he only played at Iowa for one year, but well, block- we, it was uh, just like I said earlier. As far as uh, Evie put the wing tee in when I was yep. Uh, yep. Uh, after our freshman year, and that was the first day, first year of the wing tee, and and I was a fullback in high school, and uh, I weighed about two fifteen or so. And I went to Iowa. Uh, I had a chance to go to uh, Iowa State and Northwestern, and I, I, I chose Iowa because I went as a kid. I'd been going to the Iowa games and sitting in the. I remember sitting in the grass in the end zone, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I said, "Hell, I wasn't going to go anywhere else but Iowa." And uh, uh, it, it's. Uh, um, I kind of lost my train of thought there a second. Well, I was uh, asking about Willie Fleming, about, about what it was like Willie. to block for Willie. And, and and what I was going to say, we had the players we knew that if we just kept blocking. So, <laughs> well, excuse me, but the, when we put the wing T in, he took the fullbacks, the extra fullbacks, and, and made them guard. Mm-hmm. So I, he came to me one day and he says, well, you want to be 15 fullback or second team guard. And I said, well... <laughs> That's not a hard decision. <laughs> so I be, 
So I moved to the line, and so does Hugh Drake. Hugh Drake was also a fullback and, and at uh, Shenandoah, and uh, Hugh now lives in Des Moines. I talked to him just last week. He's doing okay. And uh, we knew that we just kept blocking, and we kept doing it. Sooner or later, Willie or Bob would, would, would break it, or yeah. Ray Yock. Someone would break a long run or make a nice play. So it was fun. We just, you know, I mean, when you're playing, uh, you knew that uh, if you just kept doing your job sooner or later, we're going to win the game. And, of course, of course, Randy was outstanding. Sure, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Randy Duncan. That, that, that helped a hell of a lot, I'll yeah. tell you that. So, Gary, Alec, you mentioned Alex Terrace playing alongside him. Uh, what was uh, I played? Yeah, he was left guard. He never or left tackle. Uh, he, he was the silent man on the team. He never said anything. Why he was didn't that? Say yes, no, nothing. He just played, you know. And and defense. He didn't like offense. Yep, I knew that. Yep. But we had to play both ways, and uh, he the, the coaches put up with him when he was offense. But defensively, of course, he was a standout and. Uh, uh, the, the thing about it today is the, the kids are so big. I mean, oh it's unbelievable how big they are. When, on our Rose Bowl team, 44 guys, only I think only four four guys weighed over 225 pounds. Think about that. And uh, I weighed about 218. Hugh Drake was probably 200 at the most. And, uh, of course, Bobby Cummings played uh, some, and Al, he was about 180. But uh, the, the guys weren't as big. And today I look at the, the, the kids that they're recruiting, and like right. this year Iowa had a great recruiting year for linemen. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of them are, were, you know, 6'5", and they can be... Uh, 300 pounds. Uh, you know, they build, they take it, they usually take the tight ends and make them tackle, yeah. and then... Put them up, put on forty pounds, and and, and now they're three hundred. Yep. I uh, uh, I, I kind of watched uh, Kirk a little bit because my grandson's. I was going to ask uh, you about the long snapper. Austin Spiewak. Mm-hmm. We was going to ask you about him. Yep, you had yeah, your grandson Austin, on the team. Yep. Uh, and I I talked to him yesterday, and he he said they're just getting ready to start uh, going again. I think he went Monday for mm-hmm. the first time, and and they're just starting their little summer workout. Yep. So uh, I'm really looking forward to the season. I, I'm not going to be able to uh, travel that much, but I'm going to try to make the first game. I was, we're going to fly into Cedar Rapids and oh, be great. and go to the game. And uh, and Kirk's doing a hell of a job. I, I really like him. I always have. So um, I wanted to ask you again about Alex Karras. Um, the the supposed feud between him and Evie was it as true as what? history books show on whatever. I mean, did they just despise each other, and how did they make it work if they did? Uh, I don't think they ever liked each other. Okay. Yeah. And why, and why do you think, think that was? What I caused that? Persevered. That's the way, maybe that's the way uh, Alex did it, but I think uh, I don't want to say too much, but Okay, no, I don't want to... Yeah. Evie took care of Alex. Uh, <laughs> any, any way I look at it, Alex always had a little change in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like they both made each I other better. I EK, mean, what was it, EK? Uh, EK Jones? Had, had the uh, airport, uh, yes. around the airport? Uh-huh. Yeah, EK Jones, uh-huh. EK, EK, 
TK took care of that. Okay. Okay. He was uh, <laughs> he was the guy that kind of knew the people where to get a few little cash. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. I don't think I think we've heard stories. Oh about yeah, it. yeah. I mean, so. Um, what was it about Karras that made him such a good defensive lineman? Was he just super quick? What was it? I mean, I mean, when you blocked him, he, uh, he was—he uh, had great feet. He, 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 if you look at his legs, I mean, they looked like bandy legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he had all that big chest and the big. He was, you know, heavy. Uh, I think he played probably around two two twenty two or something like that in college. And uh, they, it was very difficult for for them to block him because he was so strong up above. Okay. And uh, he just he just used his hands and keep him keep him off of him. Okay. And uh, he had great feet that he could move his feet and get out of the road and get going. And, okay. And, uh, that makes sense. Uh, he, no one was like him that we had. I mean. He was he was outstanding. So, Gary, can you tell us uh, a story about uh, Evie that maybe we haven't heard? And is the Max Lewis story true? Is it Max Lewis? Is that Matt, the name? Mac Mac Lewis? Is that story true that he talked all off season? I'm going to go into Evie and tell him I'm tired of taking his crap and I'm not going to take anything when he went in there. He melted because he got afraid. Is that story true? I've heard it from countless people. I don't think so. You don't think that story's true? Okay. No. Okay, right. but do you, do you, I knew Mac pretty well, and uh, did he like Evie? He liked Evie. Okay, he'd it, do everything. He'd do anything for Evie. He really liked Evie. Okay, but you've heard that so, story, Tom. Oh, I have heard it. I, so, okay, good. But, I'm glad you said that. But yeah, like Tom said, do you have a story? Maybe a funny story about Evie that maybe kind of describes his personality or just what he was like. Uh, well, uh, I'm curious. Did he ever have the players over to his house? Some different, some different things. He, he, uh, he had a way of uh, like we went to Minnesota, and uh, he, he, uh, we getting out of the bus. We got out of the bus at the wrong gate, <laughs> uh, and, and everyone was out, and they they wouldn't let us in the gate because it was the wrong gate. And Evie, Evie made a big point of that. Uh, to, to get the guys uh, ready to play, you know, he was, you know, giving them heck because they told him to go to the wrong gate and and uh, you know and make it harder for us and, and on all that uh, psychological uh, upbeat. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, we went out and beat Minnesota, and uh, I happened to get the game ball after that. Oh, and uh, nice. a little a little story about it. <clears throat> I I had a great game. Really well, and and the reason I did is the guy I was playing across, he he gave it away all the time. He always looked and looked at where he was going, so I knew which direction they were going all the time. So I made a lot of tackles. Okay, and uh, and after afterwards, why they were going to give the game ball, and No Sarah says, well, we'll give it to Growlwinkle. And I said, well, oh, no, that's great. And then afterwards, No Sarah said, you know, I'm playing linebacker right behind you. If you knew where they were going, why in the hell didn't you tell me? So I could have gotten over there, too. And uh, it's kind of a interesting deal. That and, is. It's uh, a good question. No, that is interesting, yes. And that's very observant on your part. That's, I mean, yeah. did so, you, uh, Gary? I used, to hunt, I, I used to hunt with Evie all the time. He had these two Brittany dogs, boy, and, and, and 
they were good. And one day we were over at West Branch, and uh, we couldn't find the dogs. Mm-hmm. And Evie says, well, just keep looking. He said, they'll be okay. And we went over a hill and a little ditch there, and there was these two dogs pointing. And Evie says, yeah, he says, I'm, I'm glad I got them trained. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the, the pheasant got up, and Evie, Evie was a great shot. He she killed them. Interesting. So, so, Gary, I'm sure you were, but, I mean, I've been doing a lot of research on that. Evie was a hell of a player at Michigan. I mean, he was Tom Harmon's blocking quarterback. He was a great oh, line. yeah, he were was. You pl- were the players aware of what a good player he was in his day when you played for him? I think so, yes. Okay. Because Archie, uh, Archie was there. He played on the same team. Mm-hmm. He was at the center. Archie Kodros? Archie of Kodros. Of course, they did a lot of uh, single wing, and, and, Evie, and Archie had to snap the ball. Uh, you know, back all the time, which was kind of new. And uh, <clears throat> so, excuse me. Okay. And uh, it, uh, everyone knew he was a, a great player. Mm-hmm. He just, uh, I, I think one of the big stories of with Evie is this. One year, I, I don't remember, it must have been in 57 or 58, we always went to Davenport. Uh, for the for the uh, awards ceremony and so forth, we took a bus, a couple buses, two or three buses over there at the I Club. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and Evie gets up and, and he's talking and he goes on about ten minutes because they all thought he was going to quit and go to Green Bay or someplace. Mm-hmm. And Evie got up, and he talked for about 10 minutes about what, after checking with his wife and his coaches, and and he just went on and on. And and then he said, uh, uh, at the last, the last thing after he had everyone in suspense, he says, yeah, I, I told Ruth that uh, I'm going to be back at Iowa again next year. And oh God! They said the, the whole group, <laughs> the whole group stood up and yelled, and uh, <laughs> they thought he was going to after you know going through and saying all that about oh I'm going to leave or, and and so forth and then checking with everyone and he, he made this so suspenseful, and of course he never smiled. It's hard to it's heavy. Didn't smile too often, and. Uh, I, the, the greatest thing, I think, one of the things of him coaching, he never went up and down the sideline. Remember, he sat in that chair mm-hmm. and that table, yeah, on the sideline, and uh, <laughs> everyone, no one, no one, do, no one does that today. How no. they're running up and down the sideline all over the place. Evie never did. I, don't, I never saw him. He just always was right there. Right. Never sat down. Sit in the chair, and. Uh, had complete control. Yes, he did. I'm guessing you never dumped a bunch of ice water on Evie either after winning a and game. I was afraid to. Well, Gary, this has been, I mean, we could go on forever. Great. I mean, this we really appreciate you calling in. I mean, this is so much fun reminiscing. Well, if, I'm, looking forward, I'm looking forward to this season. Yep, uh, I am too. Uh, I think Kirk has some great players coming back and uh, – I know uh, my grandson is uh, having a hell of a lot of fun. So That's good. Well, the I'm, West is I'm there gonna, for the taking. I'm going to look forward to watching that. I can't go every time, but 
I know you guys are, are pushing them. I'm, I'm uh, uh, excited about the season, and and I think the Iowa fans should be getting back to a full stadium. And, yep. And, yep. And, yep. Uh, my grandson came back his, this year. He wasn't going to, and he said, "Well, I've played. I haven't played under with with anyone in the stands yet." Yep. So that's one of the reasons he said that he was going to come back another year. Makes sense. And, uh, and he's he's doing well, and they're going to have a lot of fun, I think. And I, I wished uh, Kirk the best. Okay. Well, Gary, listen, again, we appreciate you coming on. Anytime you want to come on, give me a call. You've got you our bet. contact information. If you come back for the Indiana game, because we always love talking about Evie and those great era. I wasn't all yep. around, but, Tom, you were a young kid. I was a young kid, and my father uh, worked for the athletic department and uh, was the first secretary of the I-Club. And, uh, oh, okay. Yes. Wonderful. It was just a magical era. It yep. really was. And we grew up, Jerry Burns lived two doors down from us, and the Hilgenbergs were just across the street from us. So, uh, Oh, yeah. Lots of great well, memories. Evie had, <clears throat> had a great staff. I he mean, did. Jerry Burns was outstanding and uh, as an assistant, and uh, they really, you know, the, the whole staff, Archie and mm-hmm. Whitey and... Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I worked with Bob Floor most of the time and mm-hmm. Jerry Hilgenberg. Yeah, I know great and, staff. Uh, uh, I learned a lot, and it really helped me in my coaching career as I kept going okay. uh, in coaching. Well, Gary, again, we appreciate it. Now, stay cool down there. Hopefully, you get your air conditioning fixed, and we'll be in touch, sir. We really enjoyed this. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Good Gary. Luck, guys. Thank right, you thank so you. much. Had a lot of fun this year. Okay. Great. Thank you. Great. All right. I appreciate your opportunity. You bet. All right. That was fun. Right. Awesome. That was that was just yeah, a, it was a, just super entertaining connection to the past. I mean, yeah. think about it. I mean, he has three. She played next, played next to Alex Karras. So let's see. Karras didn't block on offense, and Evie gave him, and he got money. Whatever. Little pocket change. No, none of that's a mystery. It's all in no. writing. It's not like Gary. No, and and th- there were always ways to get a little pocket. Everybody money was for doing the fo- it back then. Yes. And, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but, but you're going to. We ha- I'm going to. <laughs> the, we had football players and basketball players coming over and doing yard work, minimal yard work at, so your, at our house. Your father was a cheater. And uh, dad slip him, you know. He beat the system. You, why didn't More you than, tell him nation. that you used to prank call the, uh, the coaches? When Maybe were, next time. When you were a kid. I will, tell, I will ask if Marian Evashevsky comes on with us. Uh, I, will ask, I will ask her if uh, her dad ever said anything about kids calling up singing beer commercials to him never, and his dad. You never found out who it was, right? No. But do you really think Evie would have been mad at your dad if his eight-year-old kid was given? I don't think he was oh, that probably, much of a type. Probably not. Although he never smiled much, according to Gary. Probably not, but my dad was furious with us when he found out. Because it was Evie or just because it was any adult? No. He said, don't you realize I could lose my job for this? And I think we stopped. So your dad that. was actually worried that <laughs> Evie might fire stopped. him or have him fired. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Interesting. Or at least he conveyed that to us. As a way to get you to stop doing yes. it. Yes. And you think you stopped. So <laughs> I think we did. Would Evie yell and scream? What, how did he handle these calls from you guys? None of them said anything, and no one ever hung up. None of them. And we probably did it 30 times. No, they were always listened. <laughs> 
That's interesting. Well, we did a nice job. I've just been fascinated with that era. And, I mean, Gary Grauwinkle, I mean, think about it. I mean, both Rose Bowl teams, star player, played next to Karras. I mean, he, I mean, coached and. Well, and and my dad had copies of the Rose Bowl, you know, back in the day when there were 16 millimeters. And he had copies of the both Rose Bowls and, you know, highlight films that he narrated. And growing up, we saw saw those games probably 50 times. Wow. You, you know, know and so the name Gary Grauwinkle to me is, sure. you know, but very the, ingrained in my head. The way they talk, and I got to interview Karis, and it's, it's the same attitude. The way they talk, it's just, you know, they are one family. And, oh, sure. And, you know, I, I wonder if that will carry on when you know the players from this era i think it usually i think it does i think it does for the sure it does no i think it does because they're they're shared experiences that nobody else has has. and i think evie and karis yeah they may have hated each other but i think they were both smart enough to realize they both needed each other and they made it work like gary said they persevered and i think before evie died they had they, they had, had mended, sort of mended They had fences. sort of mended fences. I mean, they were never best friends. No, but. listen. And Alex Karras had a very different personality. But listen, so did Evie. Listen to this. This is from, um, I was reading about, you remember Tom Harmon? He won the Heisman. Yes, and Evie, um, Harmon said, Evie seemed to think right with Chris, Fritz Chrysler. As a linebacker, he had a fantastic instinct for smelling out the play. As a blocker, I never saw a better one. Although Harmon won the Heisman, Evershevsky was the team's captain. Evershevsky was also one of the most dynamic personalities on the team. Once Fritz Kreischer's Wolverines were leading a foe 21 to nothing at half, he feared a letdown, so he ordered his team to consider the game scoreless. Chrysler then asked, okay, Evie, what's the score? Evershevsky replied, you can't kid me, coach. The score's 21 to nothing. On another occasion, Evershevsky shocked both his coach and teammates by lighting a victory cigar on the sidelines with 30 seconds to play in a 1939 win over Ohio State. <laughs> That's just unusual stuff. Very I mean, much That so. showed you right there that he was a little different. Yeah. Yep. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And, okay, um... Before a game against Minnesota, Chrysler implored his team in a pregame speech to be 11 Lions on offense and 11 Tigers on defense. Evershevsky spoke up and said he would not, said he would not play unless he could be a leopard. <laughs> on another day, Chrysler, who demanded punctuality of his players, arrived for practice a little late. Fritz Evershevsky barked, daring to use Chrysler's nickname. We began practice at 3:30. It's now 3:35. Take a lap around the field. Chrysler did. <laughs> That's great. That was as a player. Yeah. That's I mean, great. That, yeah, those are, that, no, every was. Well, that's the strength of his personality. Would you say he was a complex man? Uh, yeah, I it, would. I don't want to. Sure. Would you say he was troubled in some ways? Well, it, it, he was very ego-driven. And very vindictive um, in yeah. some ways, wouldn't in you some, say? Yes. Uh-huh. But I, it goes back to the being so ego-driven. Well, and wanting to be. The king. He wanted to be the AD, and he wanted to be the football coach both. And Why do you think the Board of Regents turned him down? Were they fearful of him becoming too powerful? Yes, they didn't think any one person should have that much So did they worry that he would just use his power as AD to just do things as football coach that probably weren't fair or proper? What do you... They just, my understanding is they did not feel that much power should be in the hands okay. of one individual. Okay. And that's, uh, no, I, mean, I, I think it was see, as simple as that. I can see that argument. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to ask Gary, and I didn't, I'm surprised that, are you surprised that Evie never did anything outside of football and athletics after he retired at 42? I know he did the AD thing. He, 
he retired as the AD five years, four years younger than I am right now, 51, mm -hmm. 52. But then he really did. What did he do? After? He, well, he did some, uh, some broadcasting, uh, some broadcasting. But he yeah. stayed with football, though, right? He didn't do he didn't get into politics, didn't uh, get into I, business. As, as far, far as, as I know, as far as we, we know. OK, yeah, I, I did uh, sort of lose track of him after a while. Did the 60s piss you off? Um, in what way? Just what happened with the football program? Do you hold him accountable? Partly? Uh, yeah. But I also hold him completely accountable for the greatness of the 50s. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, it's, it's just a, it's a fascinating story. I mean, it and then the other thing is I, that maybe he didn't have to work because I know he married. His wife was very, his wife's family was very well off. They had a lot of money. I believe her father was a politician. It was one thing Gary Grauwinkel said I was very interested in that kind of surprised me is that... Uh, he didn't think Ray Nagel was a very good coach at all. No, you could tell he, he, you could tell that he, well, I mean, the numbers prove out that Evie was probably a better coach. I mean, the, oh, for sure. Although, I mean, Ray was close. He was close. And he also had, did Evie have the, who was the AD when Evie, was that Breckler? Paul Breckler. Did he and Evie get along? Ish. It, my, I mean, I was a young kid, but I, I think. Enough to where they were able to, enough to where they were able to work together. You know, so, you look at it, it doesn't say after he worked for uh, ABC. He didn't do anything, did he? Really? He didn't do anything. But I don't think he had to. I think he, his wife. I think they were never. He had seven children, but but I've just heard that his wife had a lot of money. I, I think that's accurate. And hey, more power to him. He married well. Mm -hmm. But that was interesting when he said, "There's not a lot of photos of Evie smiling." No, there's not. You know the po you know. Well, uh, I I didn't have that much contact with Evie when I was a kid, but yeah, I, I don't recall him smiling much at all. Uh -uh. <laughs> now they showed a couple being carried off the field after a big win. Of course, of course, he's smiling there. Yeah. But for the most part, he had a pretty stern was, look on his face, yeah. and um, and you did know when it was funny when Gary said no, nobody would ever because they they were they were afraid of him. Hello. He, yeah, just to follow up on a couple of Evie stories here. I think um, Evie uh, owned a ski resort in Petoskey, Michigan. I know that's uh, where he retired. That, uh, okay, he, did he? Okay, did he um, through his wife's family? Okay, he owned that. He and, owned it, but uh, did he actually? Was he hands-on owner or pretty much just? I don't know that. Mm -hmm. I, no, I do not know that. Um, that's interesting, though. That so, make that would make and, sense. And then, and then secondly. Um, the conflict, or wherever you would, about being an AD and the head coach. Mm -hmm. If I remember right, Tom, you and I are about the same age. Um, Bill Reichart, uh, former Iowa All-American, was uh -huh. in the Iowa mm -hmm. legislature. And was wasn't he kind of an antagonist to Evie? I believe for so. some yes. reason. He yes, kind of they pushed that divide, not to let him do that. Yes, absolutely. Two big egos. Were, uh -huh. Bill Reichart had a huge ego. He he, he was he was a center for Iowa. He was a fullback, wasn't he, Bill Reichart? I think. He, um, he was a running back. Maybe he was. No, he was well, a running, running back. back from Iowa City. Yeah, yeah. he was right about right. my dad's right. age, yeah. and they were both running backs. My dad went to Notre Dame, Reichardt, and Reichardt owned that successful store in Des Moines, Reichardt's clothing store. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, no, you're right though. Yep. That's a good point. I think he. I think there was not a lot of love lost between those two, and they were probably similar in personalities. Yes, and then lastly, you talked about changing the pockets in in the fifties. Uh, my father. Uh, leased a gas station in Iowa City here, not far from campus. And the guy that was the uh, bulk dealer that sold him the gas, 
every Friday he would bring down envelopes to the gas station, and the players could walk down from their dorm and pick up the envelopes. Of course, well, you never knew what was in them, but you can only speculate. Probably suckers. That, um, probably a couple. Might be in those envelopes. I'm sure it was just, you know, Cookies. good questions to help them study better. Yeah, reminders about study hall and stuff like that, I'm yeah, guessing. I'm sure. No, sure. The, sure. those are funny stories. That's no, interesting. That is interesting. But, yeah, you're right, though. Petoskey, Michigan is where he moved to after he left Iowa, and that's where he died. I mean, that's where he lived the rest of his life. And then, secondly, uh, every second oldest son passed away this just past week. Yeah, yeah Johnny, the funeral is yeah. today, right? The funeral is today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a tremendous football player, wrestler at wrestler, City High, yep. and then, of course, yep. wrestled at Michigan. Um, great guy. Great. He was a couple of years ahead of me in school, but a, a great guy. Yep, and he stayed in great shape all his life and was a marathoner and just, yeah, all-around super nice guy. And died in this, uh, when he's 70. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thanks well, for sharing thank that. Thank you for uh, this show today. I, I kind of like you guys and Tom. I, I like to hear about those fifty teams, and, mm-hmm. and I, I can remember them um, from my childhood. And it's just um, the golden one of the golden eras of Iowa football, oh. along with the Hayden era. Oh, for sure. Oh, without so question. Thanks again, guys. You bet. Hey, thank thanks you. a lot. You bet. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the fifty-six to sixty stretch is unmatched. Yeah, we were the best program in the country. Yeah, I mean. And Bill nas- O'Connor had the basketball team was right up there with the best in the country. Won a national title by at least one service in football, won two Rose Bowls, two Big Ten titles, and just even his last year, 60, didn't they only lose one game? To, to Minnesota. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Uh, just a quick sidebar. I've been to Petoskey, Michigan a number of times. It is very, very Tony. <laughs> it's very what? Very what? What do you mean? Tony. I mean, like high class. Oh, okay. Oh. I mean. It's not unusual to see Bentleys parked on the street. Ah, gotcha. Okay. It's an old, old resort town, and back when Ernest Hemingway was a kid, that's where his family would vacation from Chicago. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Wow. Gotcha. So I just thought I'd throw that. Oh, no, out. thank no, no, you. Appreciate great. it. Yeah, we're putting that's a great. puzzle together. It's obvious Evie's, yeah. in, Evie's wife's family had money. Yes. Net worth of uh, Evashevsky is, uh, all it says is somewhere between a million and nine million. Mm-hmm. And back then, that was... And he's been dead for 12, 13 years. And yeah. I'm guessing a lot of that was because of his wife, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he earned $9 million at Iowa. No. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> Hello. Hey, morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Hey, great interview there. Uh, it's funny. I, I, I wish you'd taken calls because I'd like to have called in. My uncle and uh, Gary played together at Wapolo on football and basketball. Um, and my uncle was Bobby, I think he was a freshman, maybe when Gary was a junior. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but my uncle Perry always said the first time he ever saw stars was after Gary hit him <laughs> in a scrimmage. Well, I'll tell you what, um, if we have him on again, we will let some people, that's a good idea. We'll yeah, let people we're, call we're, in. Yeah. Sure. Well, I didn't stop anybody. We didn't say to call in, but I didn't stop anybody. But no, next time we do that, yeah, I, think, I, think Gary, I think Gary yeah. would be okay with uh, that. I do, too. Yeah, no, I think he I think would, he would love yeah. that. Yeah, I think he well, would. Well, unfortunately, my uncle doesn't, you know, my uncle's at that age now where he's not quite sharp. I'd love to. Yeah, me, too. But I have to look. I think I got some yearbook <laughs> pictures of, of Gary back in the day, and he was he was a pretty good-sized guy for, he was. A, yes, he was. for a high school player. Yes. And uh, he was a good-looking so, guy, too. Yeah, yeah, but I'll have to, if I get a couple of those, Pat, I might, okay. I might 
try and copy one or two and send over to you. Appreciate it. Please do. I just remember I just remember the joke was in high school, he was always trying to out-coach the high school coaches. Uh, <laughs> Gary was. Okay. And uh, it, it kind of torqued a few of the, his coaches off. My uncle always said, you know, He'd come over and well, we be we should do this instead of this. It always made the coaches mad. But, you know, he went over, he went on over there to Mount Mount Profit, Illinois, there, and just had a hugely successful uh, career in coaching. He did, so, he did, and then at York as well. He mm-hmm. had a, a great career. Yep. Started at West Branch. He was born to coach. Yep, he really was. Yep. So, well, a good interview. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, it was good hearing blast from the past. Yes, so, it was. Talk to you later. Good. Thanks for the call. Yes, it was. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, um, Gary's granddaughter, or daughter, sent a photo of him just from the 215 Rose Bowl. They were out in the park. He's still a, he's a big yeah. guy. I mean, he's, yeah. a, he's a big guy. 220 back then, that was pretty big. We'll and, be able to get him on again because he, he I hope so. you could tell he enjoyed yeah. it. Oh, and he's, now he's got the number. He's yeah. got the routine down. His family's a... And his wife just passed away in February. Oh, I did not realize that. 62 years, yep. Well, that's a lot of time together. Yeah, it sure is. I didn't... Obviously, didn't want to bring that. Yeah, up. no, I can understand that, but, um, but yeah, he. Um, it's good that he's going to be able to get back here for the Indiana game too. Yeah, and it sounds yeah. like he's going to be in the stands for that, and he's got a grandson on the team, and it's just, it's you know, it's you know, we might, we could try depending on when he gets back. We could, you know, wherever he's staying, we could pick him up and bring him out here. Well, we'll see. We'll, play, well that's yeah. something to consider. And Tom, you actually talked to Evie's daughter, right? I did. And she said, today, obviously, not with a funeral. No, today with the funeral. She said, wait till we get past that. She said, I'm, I'm a little bit shy, but I love talking about my dad. That would be great. So, and, and she was my teacher in high school, so we can yap about that a little bit. And she was hot, and, right? Uh, extremely. Yeah. Are you going to remind her of that? <laughs> Probably won't. Uh, you won't bring that up? We're not going to bring that uh, up? Well, Probably why you, not. Why don't you sing her one of the uh, beer, beer songs? Beer songs? I yeah. probably did back then, <laughs> trying to woo her. Was she a, was she a good teacher? She was terrific. Actually, I've had other terrific. people tell me that. Because somebody else heard you talking the other day yeah. and reached out to me and said, I also had his daughter as a teacher, and she's one of the best teachers I ever she had. She was just fantastic. She had a, 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 a way of explaining things that you just uh, got it. If you guys misbehaved, did she ever threaten to have her dad come and um, intimidate you? <laughs> she, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Evie, Evie comes in there and yeah. just starts yelling at you. Yeah. <laughs> and we felt if we really misbehaved that it would hurt our chances with Marion. So, okay, so yeah. you were, okay. So we, yeah. we pr- behaved pretty what well. Grade, what grade was this? Uh, senior in high school. Oh, okay. So you really did have the. Yeah. Oh no, we all had. Flowing. All the guys had. Uh, and how old was she? Crush on her. Was she in her early thirties, probably? Oh no, she was. Oh, so she's she not. She would much. have been uh, probably early mid twenties. Oh, so she's most. not much old. She's probably in her seventies now. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's not much old. Okay, I didn't realize. Oh no, that. she's not much older. Oh, so it really was. It really was. Uh, it was possible. It was true love. It was it conceivable. Was you yeah. actually thought you had a chance with Forrest Evershevsky's daughter. I thought I had a great chance. You, and think, then, McCar- uh, you think McCarney? I ran it? into Evie one day, and he said, "Don't even <laughs> don't think even think about, about it, it kid." Yeah. <laughs> you think McCarney had a crush on her too? I assume if he knew her, sure, everyone would have. No, she was great, and really, we liked her a lot, and she was a great. How teacher. long did she stay in Iowa City? Do you remember? Uh. Uh-uh. 
It's interesting that his son went to Michigan instead of Iowa. I mean, obviously that's where Evie went, but do you find that strange that John well, wouldn't have wrestled at Iowa? Uh, it was real, yeah, a little bit. But the most of the family all moved back to me. You notice John yeah. died uh-huh. in Michigan. Mm-hmm. It sounds like most of the family moved. Do you it know, sounds like. Where's Marianne now? Do you know? Not sure. Okay. I, I can certainly find but out. No, I would love that. I would love to have her on. And yeah, we're not, you know, we, I mean, we won't take calls. Imagine us taking calls with her. You know, first calls fake Evie. <laughs> they, they Ghost go, of Evie. Yeah, Marion Suter had a, and all the boys had a crush on you. Ghost of Evie. <laughs> Evie the angry ghost. Uh, yeah. Could you imagine that? Oh, God. But no, this was... Yeah, you know, he go, this you're is our awesome. last caller, you know, too bad you didn't take call. Well, I would have taken calls. Yeah, and he would have been a good one. But yeah, but there is know, a risk. But I always scream. No, I scream. No, you calls. do. You do. Yeah, I'm not having, like I say, fake growinkle call. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, that was just it was a magical it was a magical era, and I, for me too, the fact that I wasn't around for it that sort of adds to the mystique, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I wasn't even alive. I mean, Evershesky was retired for four years before i was even born and i you know and it's just but he really was he was only 45 years older than me that's what's weird about mm-hmm. it. he was i mean he, he, to retire at 42 and to walk away from it the way he did that that couldn't have been easy no no couldn't have been so do you think tom there was ever discussion okay Forrest, let's just get rid of jerry you come back and coach why didn't he come back after jerry burns failed why do you think Good question. I don't. I guess I, I would only speculate that he enjoyed having the power of the reins over the other sports too. Okay. That, that's pure speculation. And he did hire Ralph part. Miller, right? Yes. So he made some good. He made some. De- he did he hire Gary Kirtlemeyer? Um. Well, I, I believe Gary Kirtlemeyer, and I could be wrong about this, was an assistant under Dave McCuskey. Okay. And I believe he was elevated from Dave McCuskey's okay, staff, okay. I think. Okay, okay. So, But the Ralph Miller hire was the good. The oh, team. my God. Ralph was such an amazing coach. So what would have happened with Evie if he suspected one of his players broke into a camera store? <laughs> I think that would have <laughs> been. kicked their ass. <laughs> Who yeah. do you think would have won a fight between Evie and Karras? A 21-year-old Alex Karras versus a... What was Evie? Evie was born in 18. This was 57. What's 18? Evie was like 38, 39. Who do you think would have won a fight? Probably Karras, but maybe not. Maybe not. Evie was in great shape. And and he he, was big. He had great uh, hand fighting skills. Maybe not. Remember he he taught arm-to-arm combat Uh to our soldiers getting ready to go to World here at the Iowa City uh-huh. Fight School, uh-huh. he taught arm-to-arm combat to enlisted servicemen getting ready to go fight. So, yeah, II. he might have been able to... That would have been interesting. Karras yeah. was just really, at least when I... You know, he was really funny. He was, but he, I'm guessing back then, I mean, wouldn't you say he was yeah. a little pampered and a little... Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, he was sort of maybe a... I don't know if prima donna is the right word, but he knew he was really good, and he was not afraid to speak his mind, and he, and he knew he was good enough to get special treatment. Now, to not to... I've read where at times he didn't block on offense at all because he was pissed that he had to play offense. If that was true, then that's probably not good. But he made up for it on defense. I mean, Gary even said that yeah. Alex hated playing offense. Yeah. He did not like blocking. Well, yeah. I remember talking to Alex Karras once on the phone. And um, I remember talking. Then we tried to do it again, but he wasn't doing good. We, only, we couldn't get past his wife the second time we called him. This would, I mean, he died. God, Alex Karras has been dead since 2012. 
he's been dead almost nine a decade. years almost nine years and i remember we interviewed him in like 2005 and then we tried again in like 2009 or 10 and then the what was his susan clark yeah, yeah susan uh-huh. clark. she was nice on the phone but she just said today's not a good day and and that's I mean, he had he had a lot of different physical ailments. Yeah, kidneys. he had problems. He had a lot of different problems, and so we never did get a chance to talk to him. But no, he was a very dynamic personality. I mean, I still remember him in Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, a lot of people remember. Alex. And then for, of course, Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles was Mongo. Mongo. Yeah. That was. I mean, that yeah. was. That was Alex Karras. Then he was a TV star. Yeah. Blazing Web Saddles. Seven. What did it came out? Seventy-seven. Uh, don't know. Seventy-four. But it was the best. Hello. Hey, uh, good morning, gentlemen. It's John Ball. Hey, John. Had a great interview. A lot, lot, of, lot of heavy memories evoked again with, with my grandfather, especially since he was intimately involved with heavy sure. uh, before they had a falling out. But uh, I know my grandfather used, did tell me with, at the Rose Bowls, he and my grandmother got to ride on the team bus to the to the game, actually. That's how close he cool. was to heavy at the time. But, uh-huh. uh, uh just the uh, another thing about Marion Abyshevsky, she my my wife in 1970 student taught with her uh, at U High. Oh, she did. Um, and yeah, what yeah. was her? So she got to become. You she became very close with Marion. You weren't married at that time, were you, John? We we married in in seventy uh, August first, nineteen seventy. And what was 50. her? What's your wife's maiden name? Uh, Baronic. Hmm. And but she really liked Mary. Mary she liked Marion a lot. Yeah, Marion uh, was great. It was, yeah, Marion. You know, Marion was very attractive. It was kind of a joke at the time because you know I think most suitors, potential suitors of her, not your name, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> were were afraid of Evie. And uh, <laughs> she, was, she was she was called Maid Marion at the time because uh-huh. uh, you know she was older and she hadn't gotten married. So, but yeah. Uh, great memories there because Marion was very nice. Ruth Evashevsky was was lovely, a lovely person. Um, you know, Evie just had that personality that you know you, you never knew how he was going to react, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he could be a charmer. Uh, that was what my grandfather always said. They there was times they wanted to seal the deal with the recruit, and if he was, if he, it would depend on what mood he was in, whether or not he would. Uh, Come in and do the deal. So, so John, what do you? Grandfather always thought, what do you attribute that to, though? His moodiness and whatever. I mean, was that just his personality? I, I think it was his personality. You know, but he wanted to keep people on edge a little bit. I think that was a psychology, maybe okay. too. You know, as and uh, <clears throat> my grandfather always felt they should have given him both jobs. Uh, he they, he he really did feel that he, he should have been AD and football coach both. So, well, my dad felt um, that too. Well, Nebraska did with Bob Devaney. Yeah. And you saw what happened. Look at what happened. Absolutely. And I think we would have had the same thing happen here. I think we would have had an unrivaled run of success here. But uh, We're never going to know. You know, We're never going to know. Water over the dam. That was a great interview today, guys. Thanks, John. Pat, as you said, the, the memories of that era just keep you know coming back. And it was it was a special golden time. For so, John, I want to ask you, um, Iowa football. Yeah. did Reichardt and Evashevsky yeah. not like each other? I, I don't think <clears throat> there was no love lost between those yeah. two. And as you mentioned, Reichardt had a huge ego. Oh, huge as, ego. As you know. Huge ego. And, and they, they clashed. So, I mean, it was, it was bound to happen. But, uh, yeah, it was just unfortunate the way that all ended. And like you said, his hire, Ralph Miller, was outstanding. Yes. And Ralph would still, I'm convinced he would have stayed if, it had, if we hadn't had the turmoil in the athletic department that we did at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when he left, uh, I'm just convinced he would have stayed here. Uh, but 
you know, he was tired of the infighting with, with Evie and Ray Nagel, and it was just a distraction. So yeah. it, it was too bad because, you know, Ralph really had this thing going. Oh, without question. So, so John, do you think it's yeah. fair to say that Evie partly operated out of fear? People feared him? I, I don't think there's any question about it. I, I just, I, you know, there were stories about when he'd get on Think Mind Golf Course, basically, you know, to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, was, he just basically ruled, you know, <laughs> if he wanted to go to a certain hole, he did it. <laughs> golf, et- golf etiquette be damned. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my dad golfed with him a lot, so I, did he? I, w- yeah. I wish I could yeah. ask him. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, your, your dad had the perfect personality, uh, uh, Tom to to work with Evie. Your dad was he so even tempered, low key. Yep, I can still remember that to this day. And you know, he 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 would be a perfect fit to work with somebody like Evie. Yeah, yes, he was. Oh, no, and it worked. Yep. Sounded like it worked. Sure did. Yeah. Okay. Well, Absolutely. thanks, John. Appreciate you calling in. Hey, hey yeah, you've been. It was a great interview, gentlemen. Well, thank thank you. you a lot for everything. Yep. Yeah, you, you work bet. with Bye-bye. someone of the, the same nature. <laughs> well. You're a little low key. And... I like how John right away said that Marion was hot too. So yeah, man, there she was. I'm gonna have to look up a f- old photo. You have any old photos? Uh, I got a f- I got creases. And stuff. <laughs> uh, that's better than what you could have said. I wasn't sure where you were gonna go with that one. Were you wondering, Captain? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> is Wrangler aware of your infatuation with Marion? I think she probably is. Okay, she's comfortable with it. Okay, okay. I think so. But no, this was a fun show, and God, it's already it's already ten forty. No, well, I think Gary was on for forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. No, that was great. Like, no, I appreciate his family helping to set that up, and I think it was Roger Laughlin in West Branch who called in here on the, heard us talking on Monday. He called in and got this thing going. I oh, hope I got. A, I hope I got his name right. I know, but I appreciate that um, helping that. And yeah, Gary, you've got an open invitation to call yeah, in anytime awesome. you want. And um, remember, Friday ten twenty, we're gonna have Fran on. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. And um, I think that's anything else? No, that's good. That was great. That, track uh, and field's going great. on. The track championships. We'll keep you guys posted on yep. what's going on there. And that, that's it. Sounds great. That is it. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Special thanks to uh, Hawkeye great Gary Grauwinkel for joining us this morning. Hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free. 1-800-800-RAW.